Taking stock on News Talk. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. We're joined now by Carrie Paul, tech reporter with The Guardian. Carrie, you're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Some people will be familiar with Elizabeth Holmes, some won't. She's quite a character, really, so I'm going to give you the difficult task of summing her up in a concise 90-second answer. So Elizabeth Holmes, she was the founder of Theranos, a blood testing startup in Silicon Valley. She famously dropped out of Stanford at the age of 19 to found this company. She just had a dream that she wanted to make an easier way to do blood tests. Um, She claimed she was afraid of needles, and so she wanted to be able to do a blood test without drawing a bunch of blood. So the whole idea was that a small prick of blood could be used for a wide range of tests. And that is what she dropped out of school to dedicate her life to. That was in the early 2000s. The company kind of launched towards the end of the decade and quickly rose to prominence. Um, She attracted a lot of investors. I I think at the peak of it, it was valued at around $11 billion. So, yeah, the the company really took off, but obviously it later came to light that the technology that it was built on was not all it was cracked up to be. And it slowly imploded after a series of articles um, starting in the Wall Street Journal in which some whistleblowers shared that the tests were not accurate. The tests that were accurate were being done in other labs and it was all kind of a fraud that uh, imploded on itself. Yeah, so she had this, I mean, the the idea certainly is compelling that you can just do a little pinprick test on your finger and you're able to do all the, basically the same range of blood tests that you can do with a, with a full blood draw, which people will be familiar with. So you mentioned she had got all this investment and some of the investors in this thing were pretty high profile. I mean, you got the Walton family behind Walmart. Rupert Murdoch uh, was another one. And now, Carrie, she is on trial, basically facing fr- a fraud charge that, that she, uh, d- d- the allegation she defrauded these investors. Is that the best way to describe it? Yes, she is facing several charges of fraud, wire fraud specifically. And yeah, it's it's the charges that she defrauded both investors and the consumers who used the tests. Okay, so we're a couple of weeks into this trial now. You might tell us, what is her defence claiming? So the defense is claiming that she made a mistake, but but that isn't a crime. It's not a crime to, you know, believe too much in your own your own product and your own dreams and kind of oversell them. Um, they're kind of saying that she didn't know the extent to which the tests were not working. And then the second prong of their argument is that she was largely controlled by Sonny Balwani, who was the co-president of Theranos at the time and also a romantic partner of hers. And so they haven't actually gotten into that defense much yet in the in the trial. But according to some court filings that we've already seen and some witnesses that they plan to call surrounding domestic abuse, we're anticipating that they're going to use um, domestic abuse and and just that he was controlling her as a defense. Yeah, I've seen one law professor saying basically that the verdict comes down to did she intend to commit fraud against uh, those people you've mentioned or, or did she not? Does it look at this stage, Carrie, like she's going to take the stand and, and testify in her own defence? 
Um, we're not sure yet. That is kind of the question on everyone's minds. It's apparently not usually recommended by lawyers that um, someone take their own defense in a criminal trial. It usually doesn't go well or it opens them up to cross-examination from the other side, which can be difficult for the person. But, you know, given that this is such a sensitive trial and that she's claiming so many things about um, Balwani and his control of her, a lot of people have said it, it's very possible she'll take the stand. I suppose the, the main reason I'm asking you that is because she had this mystique about her, uh, really, when she was kind of at her peak. You know, she used to wear sort of these black turtlenecks and jeans. She was always dressed in these clothes and seemingly the idea was she was emulating Steve Jobs because he used to dress in kind of a similar uh, get-up and, and she was kind of, you know, inspired by him or whatever. But the other thing that people often say about her is that she had this very distinctive deep voice, and as the company sort of imploded, one of the, the things that emerged was she may actually have been putting this voice on that she thought this was kind of, a, a, you know, something that would be good for her to do was to, was to have this deep voice. And actually there is sort of recordings out there that, that do seem to suggest that this was the case, that actually her voice was, you know, higher pitched then she was actually letting on. She was pretending to have a deep voice the whole time. So if she took the stand, we might get uh, you know, we might get a bit of insight into, into what's going on there. Yeah, I guess I would also be interested to hear what voice she is using these days. She has <laughs> um she has abandoned the Steve Jobs turtlenecks, at least for the trial. She's been wearing um, you know, pantsuits and things like that. So we're not seeing the black turtleneck we were used to. Okay, but we'll see about the voice. Our guest here on News Talk is Carrie Paul, tech reporter with The Guardian. Now, some of the details coming out of this are are pretty interesting. We've heard, for example, of a a text message exchange with Balwani, uh, her her ex-partner, who you've mentioned already. She says to him in a message, My new life as of this night and forevermore. Total confidence in myself. Best business person of the year. Focus. Details. Excellence. And she kind of continues on in this vein. So uh, it's kind of an interesting insight into the sort of mindset she was looking to adopt. Yeah, she was a very determined person and really uh, seemed to believe that she was going to change the world with her her devices. So a lot of her texts to Balwani, this is a picture that's been painted throughout the trial. It was a very breakneck place to work. People stayed there all night working all they talked about was Theranos. So many of their text messages are just about, you know, her goals at the company and, and what she's doing. Yeah, and there's also uh, messages about going to various luxury uh, places and what sort of three-star Michelin restaurants were they going to try out. So it does, uh, you know, it also paints a picture of a, a pretty gilded existence in some ways. Now, we've mentioned some of the investors in this thing. A lot of them are, are high-profile one of them, though, who he didn't put as much money in as some of the others, but he got involved in a big way, is the former U.S. Defense Secretary James Mattis. And he actually was on the Theranos board. Now, he ultimately resigned when, when Donald Trump appointed him as Defense Secretary. He has been on the stand. Carrie, just tell us a, b- a bit about his testimony and what he was saying. Right. He started his testimony and he just spoke a little bit to what his role was at Theranos, how he got involved. He said even he himself asked Elizabeth why she wanted him on the board when he has no science experience. And she said she was looking for his, you know, managerial experience, etc. But yeah, the bit, one of the big criticisms of Theranos is that it had all these big names that drew a lot of attention, but none of them had any experience in science and no one was able to blow the whistle on, on just how inaccurate or subpar these tests were. So 
Yeah, and he said, for example, that he was interested in the technology because he thought might be useful in the military and you can, you can understand how it would be, uh, you know, again, this, this simple pinprick test rather than a full blood draw. But kind of looking at what he was saying, he seems basically to have taken her word on everything. He kind of, he really believed in her. And, you know, you're looking at it from, from the perspective of, of somebody who's supposed to be a board member, maybe a bit more rigor would have been better. Right. They kept asking him what his like sourcing was on on why he chose to get sit on the board and invest in Theranos. And he just kept saying his primary and perhaps only source was Elizabeth Holmes. So, you know, and, and she was able to manipulate a lot of uh, members of the press into writing these glowing profiles of her. And I think she those got a lot of ground with her. Like she would send this Wall Street Journal profile of herself to people and say, this is what Theranos is doing. Like, don't you want to get on board with this? So. Yeah, she was very much able to talk herself up and get these high-profile names involved without without much proof that it was really working. When does it look like we're going to get a verdict? Oh my goodness, this is a long trial. It's going to be, uh, they said, around 15 weeks, hopefully around the end of December or maybe early uh, next year. We never know because there's you, could, you know there could be delays and other things. And if she's found guilty, what kind of punishment are we looking at? She can face up to 20 years in prison, and I think the fine that she would face is around a million dollars. Okay, so uh, pretty severe sanctions there, all right. Before I let you go, Carrie, just tell us a bit more about her life now. Uh, as you mentioned, she was in, in this relationship with, with Sonny Balvani, who was her, kind of her partner in the company, uh, as, as well as uh, in her romantic life, but uh, things are a bit different now. Yes, she did give birth to a child, her first child earlier this year. That is actually why the trial had been delayed a couple times. And she's kind of been laying low with her new this, partner. Yeah, this is with a new partner. Yes, not Sunny. So she's been laying low, had a baby. She was seen at Burning Man. She's really on her own uh, that's, journey. That's, for people who don't know, tell us a bit about Burning Man. Burning Man is like a drug-fueled art festival in the desert that a lot of tech people in the bay area go to so she was seen there so she's you know enjoying her time before she potentially goes to prison yeah well one could understand uh, why one might do that okay we leave it there carrie paul tech reporter with the guardian thanks very much for being with us thank you taking stock on news talk thanks to skillnet ireland driving business success through innovative training and upskilling